Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to the month of June. Today is Thursday, June 1st. Somehow we have gotten rid of almost half the year already. It has flown by, and today's podcast is brought to you by the Perrion Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perrion Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, we are 63 days away from the NFL, 64 days away from high school football, and 86 days away from college football. Let's freaking go, man. I'm pumped about it. I am we're, so happy. We're getting so close. It's it's ridiculous, man. We're getting so close. We're getting so close that even some uh, preseason high school football rankings have started to trickle in from different places amongst the internet we got one in yesterday uh I'll probably talk about that next week but uh, we're start we're starting to see preseason rankings come in yeah yeah i saw that that we posted that yesterday um rabbit rabbit man um yeah you know let's let's have a let's have a good month i uh yeah we posted that yesterday We'll talk about it next week. We'll throw it in the podcast. I got a, I got a couple issues with it, um, but we'll talk. We'll talk about it. that's a tease. That's what we call a professional tease in the biz. Uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, today is today is National Moonshine Day, National Olive Day, and World Milk Day. Okay, so you know my feelings about moonshine and most alcohol, right? Right. Yes. Uh, I've had it. Uh, honestly, it's not the greatest, but I'll. You know, I'm I'm not a big fan. Um, olives, I'll I'll eat. I had olives yesterday. I had black olives on on a subway wrap yesterday. Mm, that's good. And then uh, I I definitely will drink milk pretty much every single meal if I wanted to. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm with you on moonshine. I've had it before. I'm not the biggest fan of it. Uh, the stuff you buy in the stores is not real moonshine. That's just essentially whiskey or bourbon or whatever you want to make. It's cutting out a lot. I've I've had the real stuff that they that they make uh, up in you know the foothills of Appalachian and West Virginia. And I don't know. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. Uh, I gotta I gotta cut it with something. Um, I used to cut it a bunch. I used to drink moonshine a lot. I used to cut it with uh, sweet tea back when I drank sweet tea a lot. Okay. And it, it was okay that way. But yeah, straight moonshine, man. I yeah I can't I can't do that my, my my stomach doesn't doesn't hold up to that I, I take three or four sips and uh, bad things start happening so yeah I, I I'm sort of on uh, with you on on the moonshine thing like yeah hey, I'll, I'll I'll sip I'll sip it here and there but it's not something I'm gonna go out and seek uh, National Olive Day big olive fan love olives I'm with you on this one Billy olives are phenomenal anytime olives are out uh, I'm a yes man to olives one of the things uh, do you remember that uh, restaurant in Douglasville it's still open called Fabiano's yeah. So they had an antipasta uh, uh, appetizer that came out with like hummus and crackers and chips and all this stuff. And then they had a huge assortment of different olives. 
and it was one of the most undefeated appetizers in any restaurant around here. It was so amazing. I don't think they have it anymore, uh, but I do love olives and milk day. I used to love milk a lot more when I was a little kid. Uh, can't really do dairy anymore. I'm becoming slightly lactose intolerant the older and fatter I get. Um, so what? I try to I try to cut yeah I try to cut down on the um, the dairy I intake because it's not good for your joints. Uh, it inflames your joints. So I still love milk. I absolutely love milk. Uh, but I don't I don't drink nearly as much milk now as, as I did when I was a little kid. Yeah, I literally it's every single day for me. You know, you know, the human body has not evolved to be able to break down dairy properly yet. Well, isn't that crazy? We're, we are the I was reading an article. This is a couple of years ago. We are the only uh, we are the only species of mammal that ingests dairy after adolescence. That's Isn't that kind of crazy to think about. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, read, I read that article a couple of years ago. You get smarter here on the morning five, Billy. We're not just a sports podcast. We also provide right. a we we provide an educational service to the community. So that's what we do here on the morning five. Uh, last night, the Braves saw, or yesterday during the day, I guess not at night. It was a three thirty seven, three thirty two start time. Uh, the Braves somehow managed to not get swept by the A's. That's a big feat because the A's they're on a tear right now, man. One of the best teams in baseball. Uh, we win. We win four two. We win four two yesterday. Uh, Albies with two RBIs. Acuna and Riley with an RBI apiece. Schuster pitched pretty well yesterday. Uh, five and a third innings, two earned runs, and one K. I'll take that every single time out of Schuster. And the pin looked good. The pin gave us three and two thirds quality innings of no hit baseball. That's great to see out of the bullpen. And we are still four games up on the Mets. That's that's always a good thing. Um, yep. Especially after an embarrassing series with the after getting beat by the freaking A's, but let's go say the least, man. Let's go beat uh, Arizona and uh, and let's focus on them. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the people on uh, on Reddit said it best. Let's let's take the win. Let's get out of Oakland and let's never talk about this series ever again. Yep, we're done. Um, yeah, it was it was it was bad. Three three and two thirds though. One of the bright spots we kind of talked about. Uh, maybe the pin needs to add an arm here or there. I mean, they pitched three and two thirds innings last night. No hits, no walks. I mean, they didn't allow a base runner. Struck out two. AJ Mentor looked good. Anderson looked good. Rysel Iglesias came in and only needs six pitches to get out of the ninth inning. Um, so the the pin the pin looked good. Schuster looked good. I'm still a little worried about our hitting. Man, eight Ks last night compared to seven hits. Uh, one for five with runners in scoring position left seven on base. I mean, Michael Harris right now is down to a 174. Albies at a 251. Uh, Matt Olson at a 233 average. I, I feel like we still may, not right now. It's not it's not an emergency thing, but I still feel like we are missing some. I don't want to say high average guy, but somebody that can come in and add a spark into that lineup every now and then. I'm not talking about an everyday player. I'm talking about a guy that can come in and fill in or pinch hit uh, or do something like that just every just every now and then. I don't I don't know who out there on the trade block is available, but I feel like that lineup just needs just a just a little bit something else. Not something drastic. I'm not gonna, I'm not talking about getting getting a new outfielder or middle infielder or something like that, but somebody that can provide a spark off the bench when need be. Yeah, we're we're definitely needing something right now. And it's but it's also we're getting into June which you know we're about to go through the dog days of summer right now so let's see what this lineup can do um you didn't expect them to uh, 
get embarrassed by Oakland. Uh, you you kind of saw the writing on the wall about losing to the Dodgers. It's just one of those things. It, you lose to a good team, you just go, okay, that's it's a good team. But when it comes to the A's, you're like, okay, this something's wrong. But let's let's just say, okay, we're forgetting of this series, like like Reddit was saying. Let's forget this series. Let's not talk about it anymore. And we're going to move on. And June's going to be a different month. And let's go have a different month. You know, we're still under 500 since the stupid quick creek patches um, came out. So I'm I'm still not thrilled about that. But and I'll keep saying it on the pod until. We start going on a winning streak and then I'll shut up. <laughs> um, but <laughs> oh no, no, you're you're a thousand percent right with the quick creep thing. Before yesterday's game and the twelve games that we've had that patch on our jersey, the Braves have a minus six run differential. They're averaging eight hits per nine compared to seven Ks per nine, and they're hitting one ninety seven with runners in scoring position and have left sixty six men on base. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's bad. That's bad. That is, that is bad. So you might be onto something, man. You might, uh, you might be onto something. Uh, we have a we have a day off today, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Day off, day off today. That's good. And they don't they don't force us to travel across the. Of course, I guess Oakland to Arizona is not really across the country. But the fact that they force the Braves to fly out Sunday after that game to go straight to Oakland that that's ridiculous. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, scheduling on the MLB's yeah. part. Go figure. So we start. Yeah, we. Yeah, the MLB doing something what? wrong. Uh, we start a three game. We start a three game set out in Arizona tomorrow. <laughs> genius man. <laughs> I choked on my coffee. <laughs> oh man! Listen, on this podcast, we will let you know our true thoughts about absolutely everything. We don't. We don't hold any. Uh, <laughs> We don't have any sponsorship deals or anything with any of the major MLB, NFL, no. NBA, MLS, NH. We, we'll say whatever we, we want to about those. Even entities. if we did, That's we're not saying. I mean, we're going to say what we do. Listen, we're not. We're not sellouts. Well, yeah. All well, right. This. This. Here's podcast. the thing. Here's the honest thing. Like even Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee had a deal with the NFL, and he gave the NFL the hardest time this year. So I don't. I don't. You mean the Apple? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we move on from one good day yesterday with the Braves to I don't know how I should feel about this once again with Atlanta United. Holy crap. Yeah, a 3-3 draw at home versus the New England Revolution. A game of ebbs and flows, man. Down down one to nothing within the first minute of the game uh, because Brad Guzan forgets that he's playing goalkeeper for an MLS team. Uh, and then, and then the New England Revs go up two to nothing. Uh, they go into halftime. They get booed off the pitch. Uh, the entire stadium was booing Atlanta United off the pitch, and deservedly so. They played like absolute dog crap in the first half. And the fact that we were down two to nothing. I, listen, I am not. I'm not in the camp of, and I know some people are. I'm not in the camp of, quote unquote, cheering on and supporting teams or players no matter what i i don't i don't subscribe to that 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 train of thought i'm not in that camp if you do something crappy you get booed yep. for it you're multi-million dollar athletes you're not out there to oh shucks golly i hope he sure tries hard no that's not what you're supposed to do yes trying hard is just supposed to be innate to what you do on the pitch 
but winning is why you get paid $4 million, $5 million, $6 million a year. You don't, you don't get paid that much to go out there and, and try as hard as you can and, and hope you get the result. Go out there and win. Go out there and win. That's, that's all I want from you. And when you get a when you get the type of game we had in the first half from Atlanta United, you deserve to be booed off the pitch. That was no horrible. Doubt. That was awful. Um, I mean, it was it, 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 it was just disgusting. And, and the second half was a bit of a, a different story. They went into halftime, and I don't know what Gonzalo Pineda said to him, or it might not even been Pineda. It might have been one of the players, but they came out and leveled it and then went ahead 3-2 on an absolute screamer of a shot by Miguel Ooh. Berry. One of the greatest shots I think I've ever seen from an Atlanta United player. That was insane, man. So I'm going to say this. And again, we don't have any connections to MLS or anything like that. This tie is a thousand percent on Brad Guzan. A thousand percent. Has nothing to do with the, the defensive markings for Atlanta United. It has nothing to do with how the defense played for Atlanta United because Atlanta United played a hell of a game. They played a very good second half. The first half was okay, not let, great. Let's go back and look at those goals. Did the defense do anything to prevent that needed to be prevented with that goal? With either one of those goals. The only the only goal that the defense could have done more on was that second goal. I think the man marking could have been a little bit he better. Was covered all over. No, he wasn't. He was, he was not. He, he, you st- you have to step in front of your man at the back post right there instead of letting him cut across the but front even of your face. Goal, like, um, he was going up when he should have gone down towards the... Anyway. That, that goal probably happens no matter what goalkeeper we have in, in the post, whether it's Diop or Westberg. That goal probably still happens. That was, that, that was more on... That was the second goal was more on the defense than it was on the keeper. Um, but I, I still don't... I'm not. I'm not terribly upset about that goal. The, the first goal, a thousand percent, was on Brad Guzan, and the third goal was also a thousand percent on Brad Guzan. I mean, if we if we have Diop or Westberg in between the posts last night, we win that game three to one. Yeah, that first no doubt. that first no goal doubt was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in hockey. I mean, in soccer, dumbest. I don't. I don't. I don't know what Brad Guzan was thinking. I don't. I don't know if he saw the AARP advertisement up at the top of the stadium and got distracted, uh, and realized that his card was about to expire. Had to renew it this year. Um, I don't. I don't know if it was the bread pudding smells wafting down from the cafeteria that distracted him and reminded him of the retirement home where he did his rehab at. Uh, I don't know, but it, it's time for Greg, Brad Guzan to hang it up. As good as he did last weekend, um, as much goodwill as he brought back from the injury. That was one of the poorest goalkeeping games I have seen possibly ever for Atlanta United. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember of a, I'm sure it happened last year. I'm sure we had some bad goalkeeping last year that, that was just as bad as this, but that was, that was horrendous, man. That was, that was absolutely horrendous. I'm literally going back in my mind thinking, what saves did he actually make? I don't think he did. That's, I don't think he made a single thinking. save last I don't night. think he did either. There were no shots on goal that he needed to save outside of the three goals. Uh, no, no, they had they had three shots on target and all three went in. Yeah. He didn't make a single save yeah. last night. Yeah, it's it was it was bad. Uh, Yakimakis is is one goal off the Golden Boot lead. Uh, he has nine goals in just six hundred and seventy eight minutes. Him, man, he he played 
he played well in the second half last night. I feel like in the first half, he couldn't find a flow. Um, and that, that happens sometimes in soccer, especially with your strikers. If they, if they can't find a flow to the game, um, that, that happens sometimes. But he, it wasn't like he wasn't doing anything. Uh, so, yeah, Yakamaki scored last night. Almada scored last night. We already talked about the Miguel Berry absolute screamer from outside of the box. Uh, one very alarming Atlanta United stat, though. Atlanta has stopped only 52.5% of shots taken against them this season. No other team in the league has a shot-stopping percentage below 62%. Yeah, that's we're, we're 10% worse in shot-stopping ability than the rest of the league. And, of course, that that's something we talked about before the season started was we were going to score a lot of goals, but we were also going to allow a lot of goals. That was something that was sort of uh, imminent with this squad. So I'm going to mention this, and I, I want your opinions on this, and maybe it's just because I don't watch enough soccer, and that's fine. Um, Etienne Jr. looked like absolute dog crap last night. Um, he Horrible. Yeah, He looked very active and looked like he had moments where he was about to flash, and then he looked, by the time the ball hit his his feet it almost seemed like he was back in high school or middle school soccer yeah. like it was just oh i'm gonna kick it off the side of my heel at this point it's like what are we doing Th then the other thing that bothered me last night was the officiating Well, I, uh, I it's understand the MLS. that. Like, I mean, you're, that's what that's what you're going to get game in and game out. It's what happens but when you play in the dear Lord, uh, that's man, what happens when the you amount play of calls like that were not called on Atlanta, and then immediately a follow up call was made against us, like less than ten seconds later, was ridiculous. Absolute ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, it's. It's it's the MLS man. It's it's what happens when you pay the the referees eight dollars a game or whatever it is they pay. It's the poverty league. I mean, it's it's you know the the MLS wants to treat wants to pretend like it's a premier league in soccer around the world, and it's it's just not. And that that's a that's a deeper deeper conversation than than we have time for on the podcast. But yeah, I mean that's just that it is what it is, man. It sucks, but you know there's maybe two or three good refs in the entire MLS, and they usually put those on um, on primetime games. And the rest of them are, you know, you, uh, the, the referees in the MLS are a lot like the players. They come here young or they come here when they're about to retire. When they start getting uh, promoted or, you know, I don't know, more pub, they go over to bigger leagues over in Europe or South America or wherever. So it sucks, but it's unfortunately what we have to deal with every single time. One of the funny things is that that Carl's Gill guy that scored for the New England Revolution, he scored in the first minute and the last minute of stoppage yeah, time. Yeah, he was good. <laughs> to, to get a... Get, to get a get, get a point back from the New England Revolution, we're still in fifth place right now with 24 points, but we do uh, we we have played one more game than everybody above us, which is not great. Uh, sitting on 24 points, we have a plus four goal differential. Stats from last night: shots were 20 to five Atlanta, shots on target were seven to three Atlanta, possession was 72 28 Atlanta, key passes were 15 to three Atlanta, expected goals were 1.81 to 0 0.83 in favor of Atlanta. Expected goals from New England Revolution were 0 0.83 goals, and they got three. Yep. Thank you, Braggazan. Yeah, that's a... I lost that's on Braggazan. That's absolutely or, bad, it, I, I, it feels like a loss. Yeah. A thousand, no, you're 1,000% right. Yeah. No, you're right, man. You're 
to, to, to the wave of emotions from going down two nothing in the first half to going up three two in the second half, and and to let that goal through in the ninety third minute, yeah, it's it, it feels like a loss and it's a one thousand percent on Brad Guzan. And I'll be honest with you, I hope he doesn't start another game this year. Uh, you know, I know all the goodwill he built up for the past weekend. That's fine, whatever. I don't care. You don't make mistakes like that in a game if you don't save if you don't save a couple of of shots or whatever that's fine it doesn't matter uh you know that's goalkeeping but the way he played last night he does not deserve another start right now i don't know if he's still injured a little bit but he does not deserve another start put diop i agree put diop back in there um that, that was frustrating that was an absolutely frustrating uh game i don't know if we're gonna get a breakdown from tm5 united uh, after this game but i do know that we have lafc we travel out to la this weekend we'll break that down uh, tomorrow let's continue on with our nba all-time team billy what do you got we got small forward and power forward today who are your small forward and power forward that are going to be on your all right all-time so NBA let team? me give you my small forward first he's a 19-time all-star okay a scoring okay. champ and assist champ a four-time nba champion a 19-time all nba player a rookie of the year in 2004 a three-time All-Star MVP, a six-time All-Defensive player, a four-time MVP, four-time Finals MVP, and he was a member of the NBA 75th anniversary team. This player has averaged 27.2 points per game, 7.5 rebounds a game, and 7.3 assists per game. He's LeBron James. It has to be LeBron James for a small forward. There's no doubt. Yeah. Okay. You got Bronny on there. All right. That's what do you think the ego of, of Bronny and we're not taking this into consideration, but it's just kind of interesting. What do you think the, the ego of LeBron and Michael would be on? One I think team? it'd be fine. Honestly. Yeah. Do you think it would yeah, work? Really? You think that would work? I think they'd get to a fist fight. In the second um, quarter. I think LeBron has played with, I think, I think LeBron has played with other <laughs> big time players before that. I think it'd be okay. Like, I... but look, look what happens when LeBron plays with a guy who has an ego like yeah, MJ, like Kyrie so. Irving. Of course, Kyrie's crazy. I mean, you know, but we're not nope. taking that in consideration in, in the all time team. That's just, yeah, something I thought about. But yeah, good pick, good pick at small forward. He, LeBron all is right, an all time. Other one, for sure. uh, the power forward. He is a Hall of Famer, a 15 time All Star. A five-time NBA champ, a 15-time All-NBA, 15-time All-Defensive player. He was the 1990, or he was a, a, yeah, the 1998 Rookie of the Year, and he was part of the All-Rookie Team. A three-time Finals MVP, an All-Star MVP, a two-time NBA MVP, and was also the 75th Anniversary Team. For my power forward, I've got the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. All right, old Timmy D. You know what? Uh, Amongst hardcore NBA fans or hardcore basketball fans, I think Tim Duncan gets the praise and publicity that he deserves. But amongst just like common basketball fans, people that aren't super hardcore about the NBA, I I think Tim Duncan might be one of the most underrated NBA players of all time. Um, he's he's so damn good though, man. Like so good. Uh. I watched the majority of his career, but he was just 
you knew what he was he was going to get every single night. It was like 19 points a night. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Tim Duncan in his prime was one of the most quietly dominant NBA players we've seen of that era. I mean, it was just, you know, and that that whole that whole group with him and Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Um, oh crap! Who's the coach Pop. out there? Oh my God! My Pop! I just went blank. I could see his face. Uh, Greg Popovich. I mean, that that like you know, foursome was absolutely just terrifying. He couldn't beat him. He couldn't beat him. Uh, so you got LeBron and Timmy D. I'm going to go small forward. I'm going to go Larry Legend. Give me Larry Bird at my small forward. Three NBA titles, two finals MVPs, three MVPs, nine all-team first-team selections in the NBA, 12 all-stars. He finished 36th in scoring, 38th in steals, 44th in assists, 53rd in rebounds, and 159th in blocks. Larry's Total average or total points, total everything is not going to pop off the page at you just because of his career sort of yeah. cut short because of all the back injuries he suffered. Uh, but I, I mean, you're not going to find a guy that has more ice water in his veins than Larry Legend that could pop a big shot when you needed it. Uh, and and from everything that I've ever heard, the second greatest trash talker in NBA history, uh, which strikes me as a little odd for Larry Legend, but I loved the way Larry played. I, I love, you know, the era he played in. Um, I love his game. Larry Legend is, is my small forward. We're giving up a little bit on defense, though. Larry Legend, not uh, historically great at defense. Good defender, not a uh, not a great defender. So we're giving up a little bit on defense there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Larry Legend at the small, uh, small forward spot and at power forward. A guy that I grew up at idolizing, one of my favorite NBA players of all time, uh, arguably, probably top five of my favorite NBA players of all time. He's a seven-foot power forward from Germany, an absolute freak on the court. Somehow could get inside and bang when needed to, hit the big shot outside, big three-point shot, had that leg kick out when he was falling away, that fadeaway. It's Dirk Nowitzki. One NBA title, one finals MVP, one MVP, 12 all-NBA selection. 14 All-Stars. He's sixth in the entire NBA in scoring, 26th in rebounds, 53rd in blocks, and in the top 100 in steals. And single-handedly beat the Miami Heat, the dreaded Death Star of Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James in the NBA Finals in 2011. I don't know how he did it, but he did. Dirk Nowitzki is going to be my all-time power forward. I cannot... I can't tell you how much of a Dirk Nowitzki fan I was and still am. I can't am wait till we get playing. to the centers tomorrow, Dirk. man. That's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. It is going to be very, very fun. Um, so, yeah, right now right now your team uh, looks like this, uh, point guard and shooting guard. you got Steph, Michael, LeBron, and Duncan. And I have on mine John Stockton, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, and Dirk Nowitzki. I tell you what would be really fun is if we could throw together a couple of uh, reserves and pump this team that into NBA 2K and watch them play each other. That would be a lot of fun, actually. That would be pretty fun. Might have, to, might have to set that up. Might have to set that up. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the all-NBA team for today. Tomorrow we will have the centers and wrap up our all-NBA Let's head NBA to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Uh, the... Games of the NL East last night. Nats beat the Dodgers 10-6. Padres fall to the Marlins 2-1. And Phillies fall to the Mets 
four to one. So Mets were the only ones to lose last, or excuse me, the Phillies were the only ones to lose last night um, in the East. So the Braves were able to keep pace on Dodgers, or excuse me, on the Nats, Marlins, and Mets. On the Smiths Four Coverings Games and Events calendar, Braves are off today, but uh, that does not mean the rest of the NL East is. Phillies are at the Mets at 110. Let's go Phils. Uh, Padres at Marlins at 110 as well. That's getaway day for those two teams. The NBA Finals begin today. Heat at Nuggets at 830. This is game one. Bryce, give me a really quick 30-second preview of, of your thoughts on the NBA Finals. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what Spolstra does to stop Jokic. Uh, Eric Spolstra is a mad scientist, so it's not just gonna be Bam out of Bayou playing straight up defense on uh, Jokic. Gonna need big games out of Jimmy buckets every single game this final. So it, it really depends on can the Heat come up with an ingenious way to stop Jokic and can Jimmy buckets okay. be an absolute superstar? And that's your Spolstra's games and events calendar. Oh, bro, I need a cup of coffee. You need another cup of coffee, man. Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Monty Williams, to coach the Pistons, agrees to a record six years, $78.5 million contract. Is the state of Michigan, like, did they just have something in the water that just makes people dumb? No. Was that a Flint, Michigan joke? Now that I think about it. Now that I think about it, I don't know. You sure? It's <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a Flint, Michigan. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> I was trying to take a shot at the whole state, and yeah, allegedly. No, you know what? No, it's not allegedly. It's allegedly. Allegedly, there was ish in the water in Flint. I don't know. Who knows? There might have, that might, that water might have been just government propaganda. You know, it might have been mainstream media trying to tell us that the water was bad. It might have been good water. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Monty Williams, he was an assistant for the 76ers, I know, for a while. Um, he was in Oklahoma City. Uh, the, most recently, he was the Phoenix Suns head coach, and he got fired when he couldn't win a championship with uh, all those superstars they have out there in Phoenix. So, yeah, good get for the Detroit Pistons. I don't know really what the Detroit Pistons have coming back this year, to be honest with you. So, uh, I I, yeah. I don't know. I just I don't. <laughs> I guess good good for him. Good good for Monty Williams. Uh, Zach Eady withdraws from the NBA draft and unfortunately what? is going to return to Purdue. Why? Yeah, Zach Eady coming back to Purdue because uh, he okay. hates Ohio State. Back to Purdue. Back to Purdue comes Zach Eady. I don't know where Purdue gets all these huge whites from, but every single year, Purdue has like two or three seven foot five whites on their team, and they're just absolute monsters in the paint. I don't know if they have a farm out there uh, around Purdue where they grow these big whites, uh, but I, I'd like to tap into that, please, at Ohio yeah, State. What are Can we, we get some of these big whites there at Ohio that State? That'd be done. great. I'd love that. <laughs> Well, what we're doing, Billy, is we're uh, losing uh, LeBron James's son in a recruiting battle to USC, and then I don't know. I haven't heard anything else about uh, that's. I'm not getting into Ohio State basketball. I don't want to get. Okay. I don't want to get pissed off at 6:28 in the morning. 
Uh, Victor Wabam blah blah blah. The proverbial rookie of the year next year, the 23 24 uh, rookie of the year, be all betting sites. Everybody thinks he's going to go number one of the Spurs and be the NBA rookie of the year next year. Uh, They think his summer debut might come in Sacramento. That is if he gets drafted number one overall by the Spurs. There's been a lot of rumblings that a lot of teams are trying to trade up uh, with the Spurs and get Wimben Yambalambam at the number one pick right now. So I've seen him play. I'm not impressed. He weighs about 130 pounds and he's nine foot tall. It's the same thing with Chet Holmgren. Like, these kids, unless Is they pack on a lot of pounds, they're not going to make it in the NBA. They're going to get bumped, beaten. Yeah, like they're going to get destroyed in the paint. So unless he pumps on like 50 or 60 pounds before his rookie year, no thanks. I want no part of this kid. Uh, as, as talented as he is. Uh, congrats to Luke Abel. He shot a 69 and he qualified tied for second for the Junior GSGA Championship earlier this week. Um yeah, good job, Luke. Hopefully, you didn't use all your shots yeah, earlier this week. I'm going to need a bunch tomorrow. supposed to be having him with um, you tomorrow. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got you. Well, you know, we had a spot open up, and we just decided, you know, let one of these high school kids tag along with us and play a little golf, you know. Um, Luke, Price. you don't know this, but you're going to carry Price. the entire team. You do not give that uh, man so, some beer tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I know that. I Price. know that. I know he's not 21. Do not, do not buy an Everybody, extra beer everybody's at the not bar graduating cart high for school him. when they're 21? Billy. Billy, if I buy an extra you, beer at the bar I'm cart, who saying, do you think would be the person do, drinking that extra beer? When do, do I buy, when do I buy alcohol for other people? <laughs> I don't I don't do it for anybody. When I buy beer, it's going to me. I don't give beer away willy-nilly. Who do you think I am? Come on, man. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be fun playing with Luke. I'm sure he will carry our team tomorrow uh, on to victory for the uh, for the golf scramble for um, Trojan Baseball out there. Trent Bianco setting this up out there at Oak Mountain. I believe he still has some spots open. So if anybody's interested in getting a little golf scramble in tomorrow morning, I think it's 400 for a team, which is actually pretty cheap considering uh, most golf tournaments are not that cheap anymore. But out there at Oak Mountain for the Trojan Baseball team. Uh, And today in 1925, future New York Yankee Hall of Famer Lou Gehrig pinch hits for shortstop Pee Wee Weninge in a 5-3 loss to Washington. But the significance of this game, it was the first of his record 2,130 consecutive games played. That's crazy. 2,130 consecutive games billy that's that's yeah a, which that was is matched absolutely by, nuts um, yeah by cal broken by cal yeah cal Ripken. i mean if, if you if it if it's just regular season games if you assume that uh 2130 not going to include postseason right here because i can't do the math but just regular season let's, games and let's not forget back then they didn't have seasons. 162 seat or 162 games I don't yeah, what were they playing at last? Like one thirty? I don't remember either. Yeah, so I mean, it's over. Even if you include the playoff games, it's probably yeah. over thirteen consecutive seasons. Probably closer to fifteen, I would assume. That's nuts. That's just the longevity. Yeah, of uh, don't forget we we put out a new podcast today, yesterday. Uh, the game misconduct, TM 5s game misconduct, where Bryce and Dan- or excuse me, where myself and Daniel um, 
talk about the NHL. And we have game one coming up on Saturday in the NHL final. Stanley Cup final, so pumped about it. We had we had a good pod. Sweet. Yeah, me too. I'm pumped about the NFL. Yeah. Or NHL was, rather. I'm looking forward Battle to for it. Lorda. I think uh episode two will probably Battle. be after uh the first two games of the series, so Okay. Sweet. Awesome. Well, for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Barley, and we will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbor! Just shake!